This podcast is hosted by a child sexual abuse and rape survivor who has also experienced homelessness, physical and emotional abuse, suicide attempts, and other traumatic events. Although Jess speaks with tenderness and charity on these subjects, some may find the content uncomfortable to listen to. If you are sensitive to these types of life experiences, we encourage you to pause this podcast and read the show notes for the particular episode to decide if you would like to continue. You're listening to the Divine Wisdom from the Kitchen podcast, hosted by Jess Echeverry, wife to a Catholic deacon, mother to five children, and dog mom to English bulldogs Chulo and Duke, as well as a survivor, speaker, woman and family advocate, and author. A convert to the faith, Jess goes beyond the class curriculum or church document and invites you to a conversation about our daily faith walk, our relationship with Christ and the church, and everything else in between. It's a heart-to-heart that leaves you with a good feeling in your soul. And now, without further ado, here's Jess. Thank you so much for joining me again on episode two of this new podcast, Divine Wisdom from the Kitchen, for another one of my little mamalies, <laughs> which my husband calls these now, which I think is is pretty cool, my mamalie. Um, if you if you listen to my trailer, you'll understand what that means, mamaletics and mamalies. But welcome, welcome, and thank you again for joining me. Um, my in episode one, I spoke about the four weeks leading up to the birth of Christ. And we are preparing to enter week two. And our word for week two, our focus, is the word peace. Yes, peace. I was praying and, and, and I was really discerning, you know, Holy Spirit, Lord, what would you like for me to share with my listeners on the word peace? And actually, what came to my heart was the word shalom. So peace comes from the Hebrew word shalom, and shalom means completeness or like soundness or a, a tranquil and calm and this type of friendship and togetherness. Um, it, it's, it, it's, it's just that it's this wholeness about you. It's this completeness is what peace is. And the word shalom means, which is, if you think about it, it's what a lot of people long for. I know in my life um, when I was struggling and having a really hard time grappling with the truth of the wounds that I carried and experienced, I was on that search for inner peace. And, and I think a lot of, uh, of us are on that search for inner peace. I was thinking that if back then, when I was when I was in my chaos and my turmoil, if I had Google the way I have Google now, you know, I would probably type into Google, "How do I find peace?" Right. So I decided, just as you know, just to do some research and and see what Google has to say, because we're constantly asking Google for for knowledge here. So if you type in, "How do I find peace?" in Google, it's very interesting what comes up. So the first listing is a little box that actually gives you eight different things. Focus your attention on those things you can control. Two, spend time in nature. Three, be true to yourself. So it goes on a list, all these different things. 
um, God is not listed in any of them. And then if we skip and see what the other listings are on Google on how do I find peace, you then get to something from positivityblog.com. And then here's our friend, good old Oprah.com. And the next one is something from hackspirit.com. And then, oh, look at this one, tinybuddha.com. <laughs> Isn't that cute? And then, uh, let me see, lifehack.org. I mean, the list goes on and on. Psychology Today, even, uh, look, Oprah's up there again, oprahmag.com. So if you type in Google, Google's got an endless list, right? of all of these secular resources for you to find peace, shalom. But here's the thing. It's a lie. It's all a lie. I'm here to testify. It is all a lie because the truth is, is that the inner peace, the, the break, the, the rescue from the inner chaos that you may be feeling that I felt years ago, can only come from one place, and that's from God. It can only come from God. Now, there's a lot of people out there who are struggling, who are looking for this inner peace right now, who may be listening. I completely understand. You're, you're not there yet. You haven't figured it out, but I'm here to tell you. I'm here to give you the answer, and I'm here to share it with you. Here's the good news. You're searching for God. You're searching for Jesus Christ because he is the one who created you, and me. He made us for him. And like St. Augustine or Augustine, depending on where you're from, says, our hearts are restless until they rest in you, Lord. Our hearts are restless. Our hearts are not complete. Our hearts are not in peace until we rest in you. And look, you know what? I know. I know that chaos. It's very difficult to, you know, it's very difficult to explain, right, the journey from chaos to peace. But I'm going to try and do it a little bit here. In my book, Dazzled, Finding the Key to Perfect Forgiveness, in the epilogue, for those who have read it, I go through and I briefly describe the four stages of the forgiveness cycle that God allowed me to journey through. And, you know, the first one's denial, the second one's acknowledgement, the third one's acceptance, and the fourth one is dignity and perfectness, right? So the second stage, acknowledgement. You can be in denial of the wounds that you've experienced and the suffering that you've truly endured as a human person. You can be in complete denial for a very long time in your life. And then something may happen in your life. You read something, you experience someone, you have a huge life event, and you might be, it feels like smacked in the face, right, with this awareness of the truth behind the wounds and the sufferings that you've endured. And in a lot of ways, people feel like they're, now they're forced to have to face it, and they can fight it. And when you fight it, you create an, a chaos within you, right? It becomes more difficult to just do all your normal things. Or you can listen to it and you can pay attention to it and you can accept, right? You can acknowledge, okay, um, for example, I, was, I am a child sexual abuse, molestation, and rape survivor, 
you know, when it happened, I just threw that down into a box and carried on. I survived. I just lived. I had to keep moving forward. And that's what we all do with these wounds that we suffer. When I met my husband, I, I was f- kind of forced in that relationship where my life was put up against his life and saw so many of the differences. And those differences forced me into this type of acknowledgement. Okay, wait a minute. This happened. It was really, really bad. And here's the truth of the wounds and sufferings that I acknowledge. Now, the hardest part about acknowledging that truth is the reality of what it is. Rape is horrific. Rape is horrifying. You know, being molested as a child is terrifying and and shameful and, and so many things. So for the first time in my life, I had to acknowledge those feelings, those realities about the actions that were taken against me as a person. And that creates a ton of chaos. Maybe some of you right now listening are in that state of chaos and, and it feels terrible, but I encourage you to keep moving through and keep discovering and learning about those wounds because you are on this path, right, to, to healing and, and true perfect forgiveness. But then stage three in this cycle of forgiveness is acceptance, right? And what does that acceptance actually mean? So for me, I was, I was worshiping at a new age realization temple. That's where the world took me in my search for inner peace. And I ended up in that new age self-realization temple encountering Jesus Christ in a mystical way. I'd never actually been inside the temple before, and I made my way up to it one day. I was meditating by the lake, and I made my way up something moved me to go in and it was shaped in a like a hexagon an octagon shape um, and it had these huge large tapestries at the back of the wall and in this particular temple in religion um, they had avatars seven avatars and right in the center of all of these big that had to be at least eight ten feet ten foot tapestries hanging in the back right in the center was Jesus. And I remember looking at that tapestry and and even thinking to myself, wait, you're here? (laughs) I just never expected that, right? Uh, And so in the moment I did that, the tapestry, Jesus and the tapestry kind of came out like a hologram. And at first I thought, I am losing my mind here. (laughs) What's going on? And then I was filled with a with a heaviness not a bad heaviness every ounce of my body was weighed down and I fell to my knees and just started to just sit in awe and tears running down my eyes and Jesus looked at me and he said welcome I'm glad you're here and then he said I see you've met my friends right and then (laughs) And then he looked at me and he said, you're searching for me. I'm the one you're looking for. Now, this was one of the most profound experiences I've ever experienced. And it was literally a turn in my heart immediately. Everything I had experienced before that was, it it meant nothing compared to what I was now experiencing. 
And that was it. It just as quickly as he appeared, he was gone. And I, I had a moment of discernment where I thought, did this really happen? Is this really true? And then there was no doubt in my mind what had happened. And I knew that even though the world told me I could find this peace inside of me, I could find this power inside of me. I knew then at that exact moment that I, it's not in me. It's in him. It's in Jesus Christ. That is where my peace and my power is. And so then I was on a search for him. And I went home immediately and pulled all my avatars and, and all my, you know, Eastern religious articles and items off the wall. And I looked at my husband and I said, wait, you're Catholic. You guys are always talking about how you have Jesus in your church. I'm going to go to the Catholic church and I'm going to look for him there. So I was on this journey. I was on this path now that I had been made aware of who I was looking for. That's what I sought out to find my peace. And of course, you know, I eventually converted um, into the Catholic church. And a lot of people who know my story know that I've had many graces and blessings. And I, I, I have, I, I have found the shalom, <laughs> right? I, I really have. And that's why I'm sharing this with you. Because the world cannot offer you the peace that you are searching for. And not only that you are searching for, but what you deserve, what you deserve as well. You know, scripture tells us in John 14, 27, Jesus says to us, you know, he says to them, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I was troubled. I was afraid but I was searching, right? I was searching and he saw me in my search and he answered, he answered my prayers and he's, he's doing that for everyone who asks, you know, he will never force himself on us. He's doing that for everyone he asks. And so what you're looking for, what we all should be looking for is especially coming up to the birth of Jesus Christ, right? Even, look, even back in the Old Testament, I love Isaiah. I don't know how many of you out there really, really love Isaiah, but my favorite Old Testament book is a book of Isaiah because he just, like, he just knew. Like, it, it was so prophetic, and it, there's so much Jesus in Isaiah that I just love it. It just combines our faith so beautifully for me. But Isaiah 9, 6 tells us, right, especially that we really should meditate on this in the time we're in right now in our preparations for the Christ child coming on Christmas Day. Isaiah 9, 6 tells us, for unto us a child is born to us, a son is given, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and are you ready for this last one? Prince of Peace. That's right. That's right, folks. It's Jesus Christ who is the Prince of Peace. Google is not going to share that with you. But I will. I absolutely will. Because God has allowed me to live and journey through chaos to the peace that only he can give. 
and and that's that's the answer folks the 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 Christ child are preparing our hearts for for Christmas day and this time of preparing right now and leading into this second week of preparation right um, for Catholics it's the second week of Advent you're going to light another purple candle right it's it's peace shalom and I guess maybe I should ask you, you know, how are you? How are you, my listener? Are you at peace? Do you have peace within you? Or are you still searching? Are you still grappling with? Or are, or are, you, or are you satisfied or you think you are with the peace of the world right now and are just ignorant to the peace of Christ that's so much greater that he's offering you. Wherever you are in your journey, wherever you are, Christ is there with you. God never abandons you. And I pray, I pray that in this week of focusing and concentrating on this beautiful word priest, that Jesus Christ calls out to you and you answer him and you are left with the prince of peace in your heart thank you so much for joining me this week and god bless you if you enjoyed this episode please remember to subscribe and spread the word tell your friends and family on social media to leave us a five-star review Make sure to check the show notes for helpful links about topics discussed in this episode. Jess's latest book, Dazzled, Finding the Key to Perfect Forgiveness, is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Balboa Press, as well as Momaletics.com. That's M-O-M-M-A-L-E-T-I-C-S dot com, where you can also connect with her directly. Thanks for listening, and make sure you join us next time for more heart-to-heart and good feelings in your soul on Divine Wisdom from the Kitchen.